0: There are things that we don't look at at the initial stages of our relationship or there are things that we overlook. We think, oh, this is not such a big deal. Take out money, money or not. A person who is badly behaved is badly behaved. So if you now add money on top, imagine how that person will be. People keep getting away with treating people badly, especially people they are married to because they're listening to my wife now, she good to understand it. Something might not look as big to you right now, but like, eventually it's going to become the thing, the very thing that we shake the foundation of, that you people have. I feel like a lot of people just feel, oh, this man is too good. He looks, you know, too good on paper. Or, you know, to everybody that I can't let this person go. Now I'm thinking about this and I'm like, it's better to have said, oh, I feel like poisoning you or I feel like killing you than to keep it in your mind and be frolicking with me in a way that makes it seem like we love each other. And then eventually one day you can't take it anymore and then you now kill me hi guys welcome to another episode of rave with mara podcast on the show today i will be talking about a couple of things and this is because i know you guys missed me don't lie you missed me if you didn't i personally missed that i did not have an episode last week a couple of things happened but um we'll talk about it when we get into the conversation proper so for now stay tuned and don't touch your phone. <laughs> I was saying, don't talk that down. yo, you guys got the points. See you after the short break. <music> Welcome back to the show. Um, first of all, I want to understand what is wrong with Abuja cab drivers. Should I say cab or truck drivers? Is the level of I don't know how to explain it but I feel like those guys play with their lives but let me get into the story but just hold on let me get into that story. So two weekends ago um, I was supposed to pick up a large merchandise from somewhere in Garake down to this place and so I started to look for a Truck driver or anybody who knows somebody who has moved recently and who has the person's phone number. So eventually I got somebody's phone number. I spoke with this person and I said, Yo, are you available to pick up this thing? How much is it going to cost? He said, Da 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 da. And I said, Okay, um, this is how much I can afford. And he was like, let me speak to the other person, since it's not just me. I said, okay, no problem. And after a while, he called me back. Oh my God, I just remember this one. He called me back and was like, okay, where are we picking from? And I said, oh, it's around Charity inside, and I'm coming to my, back to my area. Where are you guys located? He said, around. And I'm like, oh, okay, when you guys are passing, you can just pick me up. So there's no extra cost or whatever. He and I said, okay, no problem. Now Are we going now? And I said, depends on you guys now and after a while he now called back i was like you know what it's already past four almost five let's just leave it to sunday and then on sunday morning i called him i was we agreed for 10 yeah 10 a.m and then i was still in church at the time so i just said you know what let me go out and call him because you know these people now they will now say you didn't call them so they have gone out for another job that sort of thing so i went outside and i called him and he was like oh no no problem and i told him see i'm sitting in church but I feel like we should still be able to make it for 11, 12. When it's in 11.30, just give me a call. So we are certain that like you're already on your way out of Guarimpa. And it was like, okay, no problem. So I came back. Um We had to wait for one of my friends who was still in church. So eventually we ended up dragging that into like 12-ish. Before we were finally able to um go pick it up. Now, I don't even want to talk about how they wasted my time and told me they were on the way and I was standing by my junction for close to 45 minutes. I'm not going to talk about that because that's not the point of this rant I want to give right now. Now, tell me why after everything we go down there, had to wait for key. Eventually, the person came. We now had to, we now picked the thing. Then we took, we, we got into the S first and this thing we hadn't even moved for like, Three minutes and the tire bust. I'm not joking though. Know, the tire bust like and this idiotic driver kept saying oh we can keep going. We can keep <laughs> I feel like maybe they have two lives or they have extra lives that is to keep at home somewhere and drive out so they can play with somebody's else, someone someone else's life. Now, when that stuff happened, these guys like already felt like the pressure. On one side already dropped and some drivers on the road were trying to tell him that, yo, your stuff. And then the guys who followed us to move it were behind the truck. So they were like, yeah, that he needs to stop and all that. And I was like, no, we can go. And eventually when he, he now said, okay, let him just park to check it. This man now parked. He now said, oh, um, there's a vulcanizer somewhere here. He just pointed up like there's a vulcanizer somewhere here. And we we're like, oh, it's not far. He now said, no, it's not far. So they came down. They're losing the stuff. This I'm telling you, this thing is espresso. They're losing the tire. And then they went. Now, because it was really sunny, you guys, if you live in Abuja right now, god, my father, I don't know, I don't even want to know what people in the extreme north are going through because yo, if you come out in the afternoon right now, it's like the sun is on top of your skin. <laughs> Literally. And so we were looking for shades and we had to um, sit down. We're just moving about, hoping that all these people will come back. I like, 20 minutes, I was like, wait, though, what's going on? 30 minutes, we're still here, 20 people. I'm not calling this man, this man, didn't my cop. <laughs> Eventually, he now came. Um, do you know? We now decided, okay, let's walk towards the direction that we saw them work. And then we kept going and going. And guess what, guys? There was no vulcanizer around that side. Only for us to see them trying to board another vehicle, like a taxi. And then, we like, I oh, was going on. They just told us. And then they left. So I dealt their number. So me, I was like, did they take, cause we had already walked a bit down. So I was like, did they take the cab so that it, they can be faster? Like, you can drop them faster so they can fix this thing. My partner was telling me that I don't think that's what is happening here. Oda. Maybe they did not get to fix it. And now we now walked down. Only for me to turn. I didn't see, I didn't see them. And I called him. He was like, Oh, madam, you know, today is Sunday. There's, there are no volcanizers everywhere. Blah, 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 blah. We have to go to, where did he say zone five? Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I don't get it. Like you, I called you a day before you're supposed to do this job. Right? If you knew there was something wrong with your vehicle, shouldn't you have fixed it before plying the road with people? I tried to exercise patients for a while. After like 30 minutes, I still didn't see them. See, I think we were outside for like 3 hours. I didn't get back home until like some minutes past 3. And then eventually, he, he still didn't pick my call. So I had to collect the number for the other guy. And then, that one was I like explained that. Oh, madam, don't be angry. His network, blah, 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 blah. And all that sort of rubbish. And then eventually, when they came, we had not gotten to you are not gotten to Mabushi. I'm not joking. When the tire, we started feeling like the tire burst again. Because at the time he was trying to fix it into the vehicle. Even me, I was saying that. I don't think there's pressure, enough pressure in this thing. He was not saying, oh, don't mind those people. That they didn't put it very well. I was like, I don't understand. Will this thing carry, me, carry us to my house? He said, no, no, no problem ma- madam, no problem. When I enter this vehicle, only if I to get to around Mabushi? And he said, pfft. <laughs> and he kept saying no, we can go, we can go. I'm not joking you know, this this man was dragging this thing, dragging this thing. We now go to night conjunction Okay, oh yeah, cross now. He said no, that Yo, that was the point I told him I can't. Because you know when you know that iron that is like inside the tire, he started to like really sc- screech on the coulter. And I'm like, now my life, this man they used to play ping pong. <laughs> I said, I'm not entering. You all know, not the said explaining to my partner that, oh, guys, see, see, see. Do you know that the other one, because there were three, the other one, I came out telling my partner that, actually, because my partner understands Hausa a bit. I'm telling him in Hausa that, actually, this tire thing, they've not had a good tire. Because even the spare, we now try to change on the road. It was the same issue. Like, are you even joking? You're joking with my life. <laughs> hey, God. You're joking with my life. I tell them that there's no magic that's going to happen, cause the second time I had I put it and it was still bad. Like it didn't move for like ten seconds when the same thing happened. So that was when I was telling us that you telling the other guy that your guy is very stubborn, cause the way he was even saying is like nothing. They happen. I like this is not how he said it. But like I'm trying to explain to you like how somebody will tell you that there's no shaking everywhere. See, guy. The thing, it was just crazy, but eventually I got to my house, You know that day, I had a headache. Like, I went through a lot, because hanging under that sun <laughs> was not even funny. Then the whole back and forth we were having to do, and stopping, and starting, and whatnot. We had to get a separate vehicle, and then, eventually, we took um, a closer house, and came back home. It was not funny. Now, that same day, we had planned that, all things being equal, right? Seteris parables. We're going to get to the stuff, pick it and come back home before one o'clock, right? And then I have time to rest and then I had a job that I was supposed to do. I had the writing I was supposed to deliver to somebody. So I was like, oh, I planned that. Okay, if I come back home between that one and five, I'll be able to finish put the finishing touches to the work, and send it to the person. And then by 6, 7, we pay and go out. It was one of our friends' birthday. So we're supposed to go to say Guy, do you know it was the last strength in me that I used to stand up from bed to shower before going out that day? It remember make like I cross those people. <laughs> like, Both my plans, but like I was overly stressed because how can you be standing on that sun for three hours? But well, anyway, I don't want to tell you people that you see these Abuja people. If you want to carry any vehicle now, eh? Especially if it's like you're charging the person or something, you need to like check that the tires are in perfect condition. If at least if, 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 if it's engine has a problem, the motorbike go start. Or is it the one that was taking us to before I got my glasses? At um this wheel, this thing at um Lube, before you get into Lube. You know, a driver finished loading vehicle, eventually, another, the battery of the vehicle wasn't working. They not kept us inside the vehicle, and they were trying to look for another driver that would lend him and be borrowing whatever the English is. Battery, car battery. See, guys. Me, I've given up. Both, I have problem with both people. If it's not that they are talking to me in a very derogatory manner, it is that they are telling me Madam, uh, Madame, we don't reach for the middle of the road. Now, order a cab, uh, no, take a, a taxi, a normal taxi is a problem. You now charter vehicle now, now I wanted to keep me and my partner on the road. Anyway, that's that on that. The next thing I wanted to say, yes, the second gist is that birthday party. I'm not going to talk about the birthday party like the birthday party, but it's just a scenario I want to point out to you guys. So, why do men do this thing where... I know, like, if you keep a bunch of men together, they are almost... Their first MO is to be childlike with each other. Like, they play, you have each other, you know, and all of that. Which is really cool, right? But why do you guys do this thing where there is probably one of you guys who has i don't want to say has a problem talking to women or but I, w- I would say that maybe he's shy right and then when you come to a party everybody's first reaction is to always push women to the person i don't know why really do do that okay so we went for this birthday and then um a couple of people from his work church you know it was just a mix of people and anyway we we're having a good time only for me to start hearing like that, a group of guys had clustered themselves on one end. And I don't know, I, I, when I'm saying guys, maybe you guys are thinking I'm mentioning people that are like in their early 20s. Well, people that are in their late 20s, early 30s, mid 30s. <laughs> and this, even when this group of men gathered, I was going to bring one girl and <laughs> to come and give this their shy friend. That was not enough. This group of men. <laughs> So I like to record this boy's reaction. <laughs> and what I loved the most was the girl's reaction. You know how, like, you have this really extroverted girl who is out there having a the time of her life. Like, you know, when they say she get front, she get back, she carry everything. That's how this babe is, right or was. I don't know. And she was. She came to meet him in the front. This guy, you know, that the friends of this boy. It's funny, he's not a Selie so He's celebrity brand's best friend. Yeah. So they had already told the girl, oh, dance or whatever, whatever it is that they told her. She just came to meet him where he was seated at the other end of the, um, the setup we had. And then she was really dancing, grooving, doing her thing. And the song was the, were- <laughs> I get front, I get back. So when I got to the front, her, she was really, do you know, the guy, <laughs> the guy just standing and they was looking at her. I was like, ah, even me, even me that is a woman. I want to, you know, but it was just really funny. The entire scene, you know, this group of men videoed their friend and they were telling that they, like right there, they were telling him, look at the nonsense you're doing. what, it was so funny. All the women on the table were just laughing, like we laughed so hard, but why do you guys do that? Why do you even do that? You cannot even start small. If, you, if it's like, okay, you're trying to hook up your guy, but actually start small. <laughs> this lady was really, and I loved, loved, loved that she had the best time. Cause she would drink, she would do, she would dance, she would do. She was looking at him like, oh, what's the sort? What? Like, this kind, I came here for you. That sort of thing but it was it was a funny thing although that day i was because of the stress of this driver i put me through but then when i got back home i was extremely tired fact, i had a migraine i had to throw up and all that i was shivering i was shaking like somebody that puts electric wire
1: <laughs> in my head
0: but all in all i say i give thanks to god that's all i would say now to the episode proper I know that on the audio podcast, before I started doing this audio visual, I had, um, done an episode that I titled The Audacity of Men. But it's like, this episode is still going to be The Audacity of Men because tell me why. I, 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 and this is a topic I've spoken about already, but I think that I need to share this woman's story. And somebody was saying, why didn't I ask for her to be on the podcast? You guys, you think it is everybody that likes to, because again, we are badly behaved people not just Nigerians, the world, we are all badly behaved people. Sometimes people share some things online and you probably think it's to help other people or just for others to learn from the story. But the truth of the matter is that a lot of people are going to judge them for it and look at them in a certain kind of way. And I get why like some women, even some women who are going through um, DV would think about themselves and also think about their husband's reputation, which is a very weird thing. But I get like, um, people are always worried because they don't want to be seen or perceived a certain kind of way. And I guess it's people who have a right of privacy, but I'm still going to title this episode, the audacity of men. Yes, I'm going to this episode. So, um, where do I start from? First of all, I have a question for men out there. Why is it that when you're doing bad thing, you know, you're doing a bad thing. Because you're not a child. Even children know when they have done something wrong. Right? If you're doing a bad thing, you know in your heart of hearts that you're doing a bad thing. So why is the first thing that you do an apology? And then the apology is have hazard because I know that you know that this thing you were doing, you're not supposed to do it. Now, you're only sorry because you've been caught. Not that you're sorry that you did it, you know. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Men do this thing all the time. Whether it is in cheating, whether it is in DVD. They're like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have hit you. But like, you've done it. Didn't you know that that thing you did was wrong before you did it? And you guys, please spend me the whole crap of... Um, is in the spawn of hits. Or I, I I didn't know when I reacted. Please, 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 you guys. Anyway, so the story is that I don't know how many of you guys have watched Fair Play. If you haven't seen it, uh, maybe you not relate as much to why I brought it up. But now I went to make my hair. I went to make Didi two weeks ago. Now, right? And I was listening to, I said what I said, podcast where they were talking about boundaries, setting boundaries or creating boundaries with your, I think it's the episode with Dima. No, I don't think it's the episode. I'm not sure anymore. Anyway, but I think they were, they were talking about the story of the lady who had written it to say that she was a 30 plus, um, she was 30 plus and that she got pregnant for her boyfriend. And the family are sort of sitting on a head and blah, 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 and thinking about their own reputation and all that and all that. And I was playing it out loud. I do that, like, because not a lot of people know podcasts, right? So whenever I go into a space where I'm going to be sitting for a long time, I randomly really play either my podcast or the podcast that I really love. And I love, I said what I said, podcast, right? So I do that. And she was ah like, oh, what's that? Is that a radio? And I know so I begin to explain that oh no, this is not a radio, this is this, 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 and blah blah blah. And so when they were saying, I was saying that even with families, I get that like a lot of people think that every family is closely knitted. But not all families are closing closely knitted, and whether we like it or not, your reality is not the same for a lot of people. And I was, you know. In between that, I'll also give my own commentary. Like, oh, there is a certain stage you get in your life that you have to make your parents, your siblings, and everybody else understand that. You are informing them about the situation, not because you need their imputes, but like you're telling them because they are your parents and you need them to know. You don't need their consent to do certain things. Because I feel like maybe in Africa or in Nigeria, we always think that our parents have the rights to influence our actions after a certain age. You guys don't come for me because this is my ideology and this is what I believe in. Parents, we have, we are coming to realize in this new age that parents don't know everything. And as I am like this, if I give birth to a child, I know fully well that I don't know everything. But we have also found out that a lot of parents, it's hard for them to learn or relearn certain things because they feel like, oh, people are just bringing things because you're, you know, you're learning with 21st century knowledge and yada, yada, yada. Now she another conversation came up and you know we start to talk about how families can be so somehow blah 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 people will put their life on hold because of families people will do this and do that while the base of love for families is sacrifice and an everyday commitment like a forever commitment it doesn't take away the fact that like when your family members begin to disrespect you you have a right to take yourself out of the equation, especially if you have told them that, you see, this thing you're doing is not something that I can, I can put up with. But as a child, I'm going to keep, you know, respecting you and showing you my obligations or giving my obligations to you and whatever. But as per decisions about my personal life, I can tell you that, oh, I want to travel out. It is not your place to tell me, oh, don't travel out, especially if I'm not asking you for the money. And if I'm asking you for the money and you think, oh, because you are my parents and I don't want you to do this, you can't give me. That's your choice. You don't have to. Right? And so, while that conversation was going on, uh, we started to talk about family and all that and all that. And eventually, this lady started to tell me because she's not Nigerian, right? She's from but her, her grandmother is Yoruba. So she had come to live with the grandmother when she was really young. And so, because... She has, you know, there's, there's this thing where, like the way I am, now people look at me most of the time, I think I'm a teenager, right? Because of how I look and how my face looks like a child's, right? But there are people who look a little bit older than their actual age, right? And right now, please, I'm, I'm a scientist, please don't hold this thing against me. I don't know what that is. There's a, a hormone that's responsible for that. But I don't, I, I can't think about it right now. And so she said, when she became a teenager and her husband started to cut her, people, of course, would always talk, uh, Why are you dating this person? She looks too uneducated for you. She's ugly. She's this, she's that. Blah, 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 blah. And I don't want to give excuses that this is the reason why this man decided to treat her this way. But I wanted to give you guys a story the way she told me the story. All right, so stick with me. Now, inside all of that, the man decided, oh, I will marry you, blah, blah, blah. And he married her. And eventually, they relocated to Abuja. Now, this lady is a hairdresser, obviously. And this man works in a company in Abuja. Now, she, um, she said that she didn't know. Okay, when she started working, she got the shop you know, puts refriger- um puts, what's it called, a freezer so she can be selling drinks as well, got a big generator, you know, did a bit of this and that from the money she has realized. Now, what started to happen was that her husband would randomly come and beg her for money. Like, basically, loan me this amount of money. Um, please, can you loan me this amount? I'll pay you back at the end of the month. And then, because she's not Nigerian, she had a bit of a problem with giving her, what's it called? She didn't have any identity because now she has absorbed the Nigerian, the Ni- like to be a Nigerian. But because she's not actually Nigerian, she didn't have any. And she started living here when she was a child. Now, basically, so she do- she doesn't have any what's it called ID card to sort of open a, a bank account. So this man told her that, um, I would be saving your money for you. Now, outside of that saving up the money for her he also comes to her to sort of lend money every now and then partners do this thing all the time where they're like oh um i don't have money to go to work this week can you loan me ten thousand naira?" or oh um we want to cook there's no money right now can you loan me some amount of money i promise to give you back at the end of the month once my salary comes You know that sort of thing so now you know tina said that at the end of every month when she gives this man like the amounts oh this is the amount of money that i should have in my accounts now right and this is the amount of money that you loaned from me can you please put the money in that account so that i will have a total of this this man will start to say to gaslight her basically oh no where did i loan and she's very dramatic so the way she was even explaining this to me was it was funny at the same time it wasn't funny and it was like oh she calls her husband her Her son's name, like Daddy, so and so. Yes, yeah, was like, "That's her Daddy is." He said, "Oh, I know. What would? What do you mean? That's ah. Uh, uh, are you sure you didn't calculate this thing well? When did I loan this money from you? What and what and what and what, what?" And eventually, you end up paying her half of the money. Now, one time, she wanted to make a big purchase of something for her shop. She now asked this man for money. This man said that the money he she gave of him is not up to that amount. I see, you know why this thing makes sense to me? Because my mother and my father used to have something like this, but it wasn't it wasn't the place where they did not give her own money. I know that when women give people money, they have a book where they write it down. So back in the day, my mother used to have a book where she writes down every amount of money she makes for the day. Like women are good accountants. Forget it. Women are good accountants. A woman, especially with her money. She's not going to make that mistake that, oh, uh, maybe added added an extra zero by mistake. Or I removed an ex- extra zero. It doesn't happen with women's money. I'm sorry. And so this man, she said that this man would tell her, no, that money is blah, 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 blah. Eventually, he would give her half of the money. Now, this has been going on for years. I've been married for 15 years. This thing keeps happening. And she says anytime she's making bread. And you know, bread is expensive. You have to pay for the you know extension and then you also now have to pay for the hair itself and all that so that anytime he notices that like there are three four people in the store right and she knows he knows that money is going to come out he will just come and camp in the shop and sit down on the couch and be saying oh i'm waiting for you mommy this i'm waiting for you ah would you please um i need the money oh blah, blah blah or sometimes you're not like, i'm waiting for you so like you won't spend the money Be happy you and keep the money now, I remember that I had talked about demolition in Gishiri on one episode. Whether it was the one on friendship with Sally or the one with Rachel on friendship breakup. I can't remember. But there was a demolition that occurred in Gishiri. Now, I go inside Gishiri to make my hair. And this lady was telling me that when there were demolition places, she was, you know, comfortable in her store and all that because their house wasn't there. And they're living in a rented place, mind you and then her shop wasn't affected as well and she went to the market i bet she went to church or something like that and a lady came to meet her that oh ah hey yeah sorry yo your husband's properties they got demolished she was like i don't understand she would go everybody would come to the shop to greet her like hey i'm so sorry yo your husband's house so blah 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 you got demolished Eventually, she found out that this man had three different properties. Three different properties. have been married for more than 15 years. She had no idea. She didn't know. Now, apart from that, the fact that she didn't know. Because I know, you people already know my stand on this thing. I'm not asking you to dash me your money. If you have decided that the way you want to be married is that everybody should own properties of their own. but. An outsider should not be the one telling me my properties, my my husband, our our properties. Thinking that my husband is a sensible person. She said she, she didn't know when she started to cry. So apparently, this man was stealing in capital. He was stealing from his wife. Do you know the effort that goes into standing to braid people's hair? ordinary that, I still braid my, our last one's hair, every once in a while, the I used to complain, <laughs> I used to complain, and this one, we say, I sit down to so do it too, but this lady stands for an entire day, sometimes, she doesn't close until 12 midnight, because of, you know, she's trying to, you build properties, because apparently, because she was even like, one time, she, she had asked him that, ah, what do you do with your own salary, do you understand I found father that a man used to tell he used to tell people outside that he used to stock the house buy cartons of these bags of rice and blah 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 blah, and this happened because she had asked him for money for food and he said he didn't have to give her now she went out and somebody was saying eh, you know one of these men who are almost always drunk and he was like, ah, your husband is a very nice person. Oh, this is not the first time. or oh, that this thing is happening. That um, he came to where I was having a bottle, and you know, I was like, ah, I just put my hand in his kaftan, be whatever, and removed a bundle of money. And you know, he just collected the bundle of the money from me. He was like, oh, okay, the money is not even a loss, and he left five thousand naira from me. Your husband is a very nice man. Oh, ah, ah, I'm not even the only one he does this thing for. May God bless him and blah, blah, blah. And this lady is like, you know, I've said this thing where people used to say women have money. They want their money to be their own and blah, 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 blah. I put it to you that I know men. I know men who will tell you, in short, they will swear to you that they don't have any money because they know that their wife has received salary. I also know men whose wife's businesses have been run to the ground because he no longer drops money for food stuff everything now they will go to the wife's shop to pick the things and again when you bring this at the end of the month they'll tell you this is part of the food i'm not saying wives don't support your husband though but you see this attitude where men always put eye if you say Let's have a certain percentage. Oh, contributing rent, contributing food stuff. I don't have a problem with that. But you see this thing where men are so bitter with themselves that they cannot do without wrecking their wives. You are evil. In short, you are a devil. This woman said she cried. Work that she's been doing for more than 20 years. She's not she's not been able to boast of a property because she's been doing in quotes understanding wife somebody has asked me what we mean by understanding girlfriend understanding wife if you don't know please go and google and i've also talked about it on this podcast she was doing understanding. why well, thought my husband doesn't have enough. And then she had asked him, okay, your own job, what do you do with the money? And then he would explain, oh, you know, I have to do this. I have to do that. I send money home and blah, 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 blah. And she, she just kept feeling, okay, it go better. It go better one day. She go need that for money. They pray for this man. May God bless him. Meanwhile, she don't know. Say this man was actively never wanting her to stand on her own. So I was asking her So how has she rectified? She said, ah, that it was just last year that somebody came to miss her. You know all these uh, marketers that walk around and try to help um, SME owners and blah, blah, blah. And so she's been able to create a bank account and that if she had known all along, she would have even been able to do this thing. In the last last not just to claim her husband's um, village and whatnot. And I was just really like, God. You know, every time I say this thing that men are evil, people people look at it like, we are even meeting this sort of men. But I assure you that these men, they are living amongst us. They are amongst us. There are even some of your friends that you think they are so posh or tush. Some of them are like that. They don't want their wives to have money of their own. They don't want them to be financially independent of them. Whatever money they have, they will still chuck their witchy witchy eye inside the money until you are back to begging them for money. If you are a woman... In my language, they will say a door tag agada. Like you folded your hands and put in between your ties. It means that you're a lazy person, you don't want to work. Right? Your husbands will yab yeah, you, they'll report it to everybody and tell them, Oh, you just want to be a housewife. Or oh, you yeah, start business now. Now, those same men will help you wreck that business. Tell me why a man will be so angry. So evil to the point that he doesn't want his own wife to have money of her own. And you have, you, you, you went to go and get three different properties, rented, rented them out to people. They are paying you money. And inside of that, you're still collecting money from your wife. I say this thing every time where I'm like, where I'm like, if you're dating a person, I know that like people say, oh i don't know what you are maybe you're not emotionally intelligent that you can't know that your husband is a certain way i know that like i've said also on this podcast that my partner told me of one of their neighbors back in the day whose husband lied that he was an officer because the wife had said that she wanted to marry an officer this guy was a recruit and he lied that he was an officer just to marry this woman. You know this woman didn't find out that she had, given birth. she had given birth to I think two or three children. So I know that men, there have been instances where men pretend. But like they are also one of those little things that gives them away that. But well, because we are so in love with these people, we don't realize that. And this applies to both men and women who. There are traits that these partners will exhibit. That you know that if I end up with this person, I don't have that problem. Especially if those things are deal breakers for you. This woman legit just wants to have a business and be able to take care of her one child. But to do that one, to live all right now, it's not like you're even giving her money. Because again, they'll come out. Like, why do men even do that thing where you're telling people outside that ah, your wife know they complain, your wife they enjoy? Meanwhile, it is your wife who is even carrying the load at home. Why do men do that? Fine, you, you, you have a good job. You are working at a good place. But like, you, that, like, waiting people, they always talk when they make them enter that part of the conversation. And then one woman came to me. I know how we women can be so curious. I think whether she came to beg or something, I was like, ah, that your husband said he bought a, A full bag of rice in December. And this is just January. So I think you should still have enough. She said, you know what? Enter into my kitchen. If they bought a bag of rice in December. She said, maybe by now it will still be remaining now. How much rice you won't take chop? You manage? And then she was like, because there's nothing in the house. She's the one who has to take money out of her this thing to feed the family. And then when she asked him to bring money for, so they can buy food off him, but he gaslights her. But you are outside. Spending money on people. And it's that thing again, because they've done it to me in short they've done it to me where they are telling you at home that they don't have money maybe you make a request and you're like oh i'm craving this certain thing this is not even that i'm saying come and buy me bag or come and buy me this is like a simple request or i'm craving something 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 and then your partner looks at you and tells you um you know my situation i don't have anything right now you're like you know what let me just give you money so you help me order it or something right now tell me why that same day this person went out and met one of our friends and that person asked for the same thing and in order to save face he ended up buying that thing so technically you knew a way to get that stuff but because your babe is your babe or your wife is your wife you don't think she deserves see the way i'm saying this thing i feel like it's just it's really weird that before somebody shows you their true color before you, you get to oh this thing is a red flag my friend helen was telling me that somebody was talking about yellow flag that there are just certain things this person does and me because again i am very confident in what i want and in what i don't want people around me know what i like i like what i, what I don't like i don't like and it goes it trickles down into as much as food as much as fruits if my friends are coming to my house and they're like, ah, I saw this thing, but you know as you they do sometimes. I know she'll sure, say you will like this thing. I just say make a buyer. Like people around you need to know that there are certain things about you that people shouldn't be joking with. Whether it's in the name of family members, or in the name of friendship, or in the name of partner, or in the name of I'm a or in the name of I don't think I'm so good looking. I'm telling you guys that no matter how you think you are, or no matter what you think your look is, there's somebody out there. Who is looking for that exact same thing that you are? So it's the idea of this, we 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 don't think so much of ourselves. So if somebody comes our way, even if we know that this person's character is bad for us, be it man or woman, we accept them. Just because we think, oh, time they go. Our mates don't marry, finish. And all that rubbish. People will jump high, like really high, to save face outside. But with your wife, you expect understanding. Understanding should be there. Compromise should be there. But there's a level to which you start to act that you know that you are a wicked person. You yourself, you know that you're a wicked person. I said I heard this lady's story that uh, I was like, God. And prior to that, I had just seen fair play. Yes. And I was talking about it with my friends, Helen and Susan, right? And I was just really like, God. When we watch movies sometimes and you're trying to talk to somebody about it and somebody tries to shut you up to say that, oh, now, movie, no, they happen for real life. I'm going to lie you. Every little thing that happens in real life is what trickles down into the books that we write, is what trickles down into the movies that we watch, into entertainment. It's supposed realities. It's supposed realities. And we women, we need to start doing a lot for ourselves. The same thing, the same way that stories are coming out this week on how eh, people should not marry down blah 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 I think that not a lot of men can handle women who make a lot more money than them I don't want to talk about that story because I also have my own personal opinions and I don't want to talk about it because I don't like that video I don't like the video I'm sorry for the domestic violence and physical abuse and verbal abuse and all that but I don't like the video in itself and I'm not going to talk about it but what I'm focusing on in that video if you don't know what I'm talking about then well, so be it. What I'm focusing on is the fact that I actually do agree that not a lot of men can handle a woman who makes a lot more money than them. And for a reason, they expect you to carry the family alone because you are earning more than them. Or for a reason, they don't think oh, I don't owe you anything anymore. Which is the reason why men, will say that women hide their money from them. And of course, because they know that you are egotistical. And you can't handle a woman who makes more money than you. Neither can you handle a woman whose career is blossoming more than you. Because tell me, I feel like this episode, I didn't plan for it to be this long. But like, here we are. <laughs> here we are. Men, you, it. you need to do better. If genuinely you know that if your woman is earning more than you, you can't handle this. Please. Be upfront about it. There's no shame in it. Something else happened, maybe I'll talk about it next week, where like there are some difficult conversations that when I hear sometimes I'm like, I don't think I can say this to a person. But I think about it again and I'm like, I feel like it's better to actually say it. Maybe because I've never experienced something like that. And so it was strange to me when I heard it, like, how can you tell your friend this sort of thing? But like now I'm thinking about it and I'm like, it's better to have said, oh, I feel like poisoning you or I feel like killing you that to keep it in your mind and be frolicking with me in a way that makes it seem like we are besties, we love each other and then eventually one day you can't take it anymore and then you now kill me. Please tell me, at least when you tell me I know how to be cautious around you or I know how we can both get help for you. Do you understand what I mean? So if you know that you can't handle a woman who makes more money than you please I beg, be upfront about it. Don't do, oh I think I or this this is a new thing. I thought I could handle it. And maybe, yes, there is a way that some women start to act when they earn more than their partners. I've also seen it happen in real life. But again, there's there's a thing with... Take, take out money. Money or not, people are badly behaved. right? So if you're with a person who is a badly behaved person, forget the money. A person who is badly behaved is badly behaved. So if you now add money on top, imagine how that person would behave. So man or woman... I just feel like there are things that we don't look at at the initial stages of our relationship or there are things that we overlook. We think, oh, this is not such a big deal. But I bet you, like, if you put those things together, it's like you say, oh, you you cut my fingernail today. Tomorrow you cut this part. You cut One day you will remove my fingernail now. So something might not look as big to you right now, but like, eventually it's going to become the thing, the very thing that we shake the foundation of that you people have. Because technically, I feel like a lot of people just feel, oh, this man is too good. He looks, you know, too good on paper. Or, you know, to everybody that I can't let this person go. A lot of men know what they are looking for in women. And they, 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 they are very unashamed about it when they go out there. It's real women that starts to do, oh, I can compromise. And somehow, men also push it down to us. In a way, when they mean, when they say stuff like, oh, your standard is too high. See, those men also have standards. And that's the reason why they know that your standard is too high, but they want you still. So men will never drop their own standard for anything. But they expect you as a woman to drop your own standard. So please, I keep saying this thing every time. I say it on this phone every time. As a person, man or woman, you need to have your non-negotiables and negotiables in every relationship you have to set the tone of what you want this same thing applies to family members both extended and nuclear you have to set the tone even friendship of what you want how you want to be addressed so that the people begin to understand that if you mess with me on this level i got to fuck up because i feel like People keep getting away with treating people badly, except, especially people they are married to because, let's we Anna, my wife now, she could do understanding. Okay, this is where I will end this episode today. I did not mean for this thing to be really long, but unfortunately, here we are again. Here we are. Um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for sharing. I'm saying this thing. I'm telling you thank you in advance because I know some of, most of you don't to share this thing. Most of you don't like it. Most of you don't comment. I'm begging you people. I've been begging you people since. I want to get this thing monetized. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm not shouting anymore. Please like. Please subscribe. Please share. Please comment. Anything you need to do, please do. Also, listen to the audio on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts. is Rave with Mara Podcast on every podcasting platform that there is. On YouTube, it is Mara Abutu. So yeah, um, we'll see you next week. Thank you and bye-bye.